If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. George Orwell. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thank you for giving us a shot. You can subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble, or on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We should also be available anywhere podcasts are distributed. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. <clears throat> if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. George Orwell. Generally speaking, I try to avoid politics on this podcast, but because we discuss wisdom and timeless values and politics are a intrinsic part of our society and existence, there will occasionally be crossover. I will not talk about specific political issues because I prefer these videos to be pretty timeless. I want to be able to come back and listen to them one or two or three years later. I want my my family or my kids to come back and be able to listen to it and have it have some value still. And generally speaking, time-sensitive issues don't age well because depending on the circumstances or things that are going on, they change rapidly. But there are some timeless principles we can discuss on the show. For those who don't know, George Orwell is a very famous author, one of my favorites, actually. He also was, on a political front, he, was, he had socialist leanings, of course. Um, I do not consider myself a socialist, but that's fine. I think we have a lot we can learn from people of all camps. Orwell, in particular, was very honest and criticized those who agreed with him quite often or those who would technically be politically affiliated with him. I think there's a lot of positive lessons to learn from that. I don't think we should universally agree with each other just because our politics align. I think critiquing each other and refining our thoughts so that we can communicate them better is very constructive. I also think people who do not politically align with us have a lot to offer, and they do have valuable things to say. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be saying them. So sometimes the best thing we can do is <clears throat> try to crawl into their thoughts and understand them. And that can take a tremendous amount of effort. It can be extremely uncomfortable. George Orwell wrote 1984, one of my favorite books of all time. He also wrote the less known or lesser known Road to Wigan Pier, also an incredible book. And on the subject of timeless politics, he also wrote Animal Farm, very, very incredible book, um, all of which are available on audiobooks. So that audible.wisdomworthknowing.org link I gave you. You can get instant access to those audiobooks through that uh, membership. Animal Farm is quite hilarious, actually. It's very short, too, so you can burn through that book in a few hours. And it's, it's a classic. 
But let's get into the quote. If liberty means anything at all, what is liberty? Let's go ahead and look up the definition of liberty first before we kind of dig into that a little bit. The state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. So in other words, if freedom means anything at all, freedom within society. I'll take that definition. I think that's a good definition of it. So if freedom means anything at all, or freedom within society means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And what is a right? I mean, we basically have to define our terms these days because people use these words interchangeably. So what is a right? Definition of a right. Hmm. Rights are legal, social, or ethical principles of freedom. That is, rights are the fundamental normative rules about what is allowed of people. That's an okay definition. I prefer to think of rights as something we are born with by nature, or that is given to us by right of existence. Obviously, it's it's very difficult to define that term, but things like a right to exist is a right that everybody has, a right to actually live, right, right to life. Um, our founders were really big on the, on the right to um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So we have a right to not be oppressed by authorities within the safe safe confines of those rights not infringing on other people's rights. And that is the whole role and purpose of government, is it gives us basically the rules of the game in which we can all play fairly with one another. And if we infringe on the rights of others, then government and the law give us a avenue by which we can hold one another accountable within those rights. For example, the reason we have a law that stealing is illegal because we believe as a society, at least at this moment in history, that people have a right to property that they've earned on their own or created or whatever that might be, so that when somebody else comes and steals that property, they violated that person's rights. And so we can use the law in order to diffuse and or negotiate a resolution to that violated right without picking our gun up and walking to the neighbor's house and shooting them or attempting to resolve that issue on our own. So in other words, we outsource the use of force and our government has a monopoly on force. And that is a good thing. Well, it's supposed to be because it allows them to enforce the law. And it allows us to go to judges and juries and make decisions for ourselves and to negotiate our protections with one another, from one another, 
so that we can continue to function on a level playing field. That's the, the, the principle. Obviously, the system is not perfect. Obviously. It has flaws. It has weaknesses. It can be manipulated. But any system that could possibly exist is subject to those same flaws because we are imperfect people. So obviously the enforcement of the law is going to be imperfect. I'm defining these terms because, like I said, there is no escaping the fact that they need to be defined because I can't really have a conversation about the quote if we don't agree on at least the basic definition of what the quote represents. So if liberty or freedom, individual freedom means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Obviously, the cornerstone of what Orwell is saying here is that we fundamentally have a right to speech. We have a right to say things in which people will disagree. We do not have a right. Others do not have the right to suppress what we say, specifically what we say. I believe Orwell was absolutely correct on this point. I believe that he fully understood that if you create a society in which language can be controlled and manipulated, it is not only a slippery slope, but it is just too much power for any institution to have. The power to control voices and thoughts. In his book, 1984, he has, there is a, wing of the government that is called the thought police and their job is to monitor speech and basically try to pre-punish people for their thoughts before they have them that's the ultimate goal what's amazing about that book is it was written at a time in which technology was not really that advanced it talked about crazy ideas like the government being able to track you everywhere you went and cameras everywhere and people monitoring other people and ratting each other out it's like it was all so science fictiony back when the book was published let's look it up 1984 was the future that was actually the time it takes place so 1984 published date 1984 was the future at the time the book was published in 1949 and it was a, a dystopian nightmare you know, of, of what society could look like under tyrannical controls through technology. Another book along the same vein was Brave New World, which was written in 1932, even earlier than 1984. It was also a dystopian nightmare. That's by Aldous Huxley. Amazing book also, by the way. Um, But uh, the big brother in the book of 1949 attempt, attempted to pre-police people's thoughts, and they monitored people's speech in order to do so. And what's phenomenal about the whole idea behind 1984 and the principles that govern what Orwell was saying here is that he fully grasped and understood the dangers of any institution that has a power over what we can say. Because when you give anybody that power they will shut you up no matter what side of the political aisle they're on and i'm hoping that through this particular podcast we can at least agree that the dangers of shutting people up 
is something that should be across all political ideologies, except for those that embrace shutting people up. <laughs> Obviously. So, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Here's here's one of the downsides, I think, of, of we as a culture currently struggle with. And I'm hoping by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe we have gotten through some of this. You know, maybe you're listening to this a year later or two years later. Is that we do not allow for people to criticize us anymore. We shut each other down or our technological giants at the time at the moment of this conversation that is facebook and twitter and and, the, and they may not exist uh five ten years from now based upon their current attempts at censorship um same thing with google and youtube um <clears throat> we we have embraced the idea that controlling people's speech as a culture is a good thing or not as a culture but those who control the conversational areas which is like the town square environment, which is social media at the time, at this time. We've decided that we're only allowed to have certain conversations, or they've decided that we're only allowed to have certain conversations. And there's one singular factor that is dangerous on this that I hope you can carry away from this video into every conversation you have with others who have embraced this mentality is that speech exists so that we can have fights on a vocal level before they manifest into a tangible or physical level. I hope we can all agree that having conversations and arguments is more constructive than physically abusing and beating each other for our disagreements. Speech allows for the construction and deconstruction of ideas the critiquing and refining of concepts. On a verbal battlefield rather than a physical battlefield. Speech prevents wars before they manifest. It prevents it. it it's a precursor to conflict. And if we get it in our heads that speech is the source of conflict then we've completely missed the point of speech. Speech and conversation exist so that we can reconcile ideas long before they manifest themselves into physical disagreements. So as we squeeze the grip around people in the conversations they are allowed to have, no matter what side of the political aisle you are on, we take away from them the only tool they have to resolve conflict before it manifests itself in a physical form. We are playing with a very, very dangerous weapon. I'm going to say that again. If we attempt to control what people say, or are allowed to say in the conversations they are allowed to have. We take away from them the one tool they have to prevent conflict from manifesting physically. 
you don't really have to look hard to see the evidence of this. If you've ever been part of a family or relationship, you understand the dangerous outcome of tyrannical suppression in those relationships. If you are part of a relationship in which your partner or friend or loved one perpetually shuts down your ability to even communicate your side of an argument, it doesn't make your side of the argument go away. It leads to repression. And that repression boils and simmers. And over time, it will explode. You can't just make thoughts go away. That's not something we can do. It is impossible. We are human beings. <clears throat> so you're playing with very, very dangerous weapons here. I'm not a laissez-faire laissez speech guy. I do think there are considerations, especially when it comes to minorities, that certain types of speech should be limited in certain discussion areas. I, I'm, you know, I'm, when it comes to things like pornography and all that, obviously there is emotional development that takes place for people especially as young, impressionable people in which certain areas should have certain types of speech off limits, at least temporarily, especially like in school, like we don't have pornography in school for obvious reasons. Or, you know what I mean? Like there's just certain, there are certain limitations that, that obviously need to be set in order to set boundaries to healthy conversations. Uh, threats, obviously, are not considered constructive speech because they directly threaten the individual rights of another individual. So th there are certain boundaries we need to set, but ultimately, <clears throat> we need to be extremely careful and extremely explicit in what the rules of the conversation are allowed to be. If you want to have speech enforcement in some way, everyone needs to know and understand the rules of the game before the game begins to take place. What we can't have is an arbitrary enforcement based upon the whims of the people doing the enforcing. Because then that subjects them to too much power to allow their biases to impact how that speech rule, those speech rules are regulated. <clears throat> and this is the crux of the frustration we're dealing with today is that our speech policies on our public platforms are arbitrarily enforced. They are not clearly defined. And so what happens is, is the people who are enforcing them, it is subject to their implicit bias in the enforcement of those policies. And if you just so happen to have somebody who's left-leaning at that moment of enforcement speech policies, they are more likely to enforce it against somebody who is right-leaning. The same is true on the opposite end of the spectrum. If you have somebody who is right-leaning doing the enforcement of the policy, they are more likely to subject the left-leaning idea to the enforcement policy. This is the danger of having arbitrary rules for speech. And it leads inevitably to repression and loss of faith in people's ability to have open conversations. 
And again, you're taking away the one tool they have to refine their thoughts and ideas and express themselves prior to it manifesting itself physically. And then it becomes a, an inevitable spiral. You repress their speech, then their speech becomes more uh, vocal and, and, and more extreme. And then you repress that speech because it's become more vocal and extreme. And then that represses them further, and then they become more vocal and extreme. And then you repress that speech, and then <clears throat> it causes more repression, and then they become more vocal and extreme. And then you repress that speech, and then it becomes an inevitable spiral into people realizing that they are not allowed to express themselves at all, and so then they just repress. And repression over time, ask any psychologist, therapist, or ask anybody who's just been in a relationship that was extremely one-sided. That's when you are, you're setting everybody up for a recipe of conflict and disaster. It's not good. We are playing with very, very dangerous ideas. I feel like I could have a, a long, constructive conversation with a gentleman like George Orwell, even though we didn't politically align on every way, which I can tell that just by, by his reading. I feel like we could at least mutually agree that the conversation is absolutely essential for us as human beings to learn how to coexist. And even though we could walk away from that conversation not necessarily agreeing with one another, we could at least respect one another enough to know and understand each other because we could have an open conversation in which neither of us is shutting each other down. We don't give each other sufficient grace to acknowledge the fact that we are supposed to be teaching and learning from one another. Not all of us are as aware of history. Not all of us have studied rights and what they are and, and, and government. We are all supposed to be working together toward something. Not beating each other down when we disagree with each other. And my hope and prayer is that we come back to this. I think we've all gone through this war before. I think this is a lesson that we learned in the Civil War. We learned that politics and religion and sex and these subjects that are controversial were supposed to be conversations that were very, very personal. And we allowed people their own worldviews. And we were open to discuss them in a way that did not lead to division. Or at least not division in the sense that we forgot the thread that united us was this basic understanding of liberty. There's a quote that immediately pops into mind. It's like, I don't agree with what you say. 
but I will defend your right to say it. I will die for your right to say it. Because we fundamentally understood that speech was an aspect and conversation and ideas were an aspect of our ability to coexist. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. This is a limited time deal where you will get 30 days for free. And by the way, George Orwell's books are all on there. If it's not free, you still get one book for free. So you get to pick any book of your choosing for that 30 days as well. And you can cancel anytime. Please, please, please pick up 1984. Great book, especially in today's context. Also check out Brave New World and Road to Wigan Pier and Animal Farm. All amazing books. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I am your host, Craig Chamberlain. Please like, share, and subscribe on whatever social network you're watching this on right now. Facebook, YouTube, Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you go to wisdomworthknowing.org, there are direct links to connect to the show. You can also donate if you feel like this show is of value. Donations help the show grow as well. And until next time, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. George Orwell. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today. Because that's all we can do. I will see you tomorrow.